0: What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of From Religion to Relationship. It's your girl, Jade, and I am really excited about this episode. Why? Because I have a co-host. That's why. Um, My first co-host, her name is Brittany. Um, I'm really excited to have her on and talk to her about the topic of church hurt, which is what this episode is about. I'm excited for you guys to listen, and I hope that it touches you. Welcome back. All right, guys. Like I said, welcome back to another episode of From Religion to Relationship. It's me again, Jade. As I said in the intro, the title of this episode is called Church Hurt, And I have a special guest here today, um, Brittany Hardware. We actually went to middle school and high school together, right, Mm Brittany? We have known each other for a long time. And for most of that time, we actually went to church together too. Mm-hmm. So I have Brittany here. I'm really excited to have this conversation with her. We've talked about it in detail and I'm excited to share with you guys. Brittany, what, did you want to share anything about
1: yourself? Um, well, my name is Brittany Hardware Gets, <laughs> just like the store. Um, I am 28. Um, I work for in the nonprofit world currently and I am a community manager. Um, I've been a Christian since I was 10. Um, and, you know, that relationship has definitely evolved over time. Um, and I'm excited to, like, is, this is kind of, like, full circle. This is, it's not weird, but I'm, like, excited because, like, we've been, we've been in the trenches together literally. The literally. in Literally, literally. in trenches together in school. <laughs> so, it's just nice to, like, chop it up with you today and talk about something that I feel, like, would give people a lot of healing yeah um so i'm excited so i heard you just say
0: that you've been a christian since you were 10 and so that actually jumps into my first question Mm -hmm. which is what was your relationship with christ like as a child
1: Mm. um i would say it was very manufactured oh wow i would say that like i like I got baptized at a very young age. I got, you know, saved at a very young age. But I didn't really understand. Like, I knew that there was heaven, there was hell. Right, And I knew I didn't want to go to hell. Right. (laughs) And um, it was, like, I had this relationship where I felt like God was a snitch. Oh. Like, I was very much, like, I I had to repent for everything I did. Like, it was even to the point, growing up, I would keep a notebook and write down every bad thing that I did (sighs) as a child. And then I would, I would like go home to my mom and show her the notebook and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And like, that sounds like it's it sounds really extreme, but I think that's like how we treat God. Like we like we really feel like He keeps record of absolutely in a way where like we are held captive by the things that like our our sin. Yeah, and I felt like like I was at you know how people make friend, fun of the people who go up to the altar every Sunday. Yeah, and I'm like that was me. I yeah, was like, okay, I need forgiveness again, I and, need again. and again and again. Yeah, and it's like I mean, yes, repentance is like continuous repentance is good, but like. I did not understand what God's forgive like, what it meant. And, yeah. like, his, what salvation actually meant. Right. And so, I just didn't want to go to hell. hmm And so, like, I did, I tried to do everything right, which is very exhausting. Like, there's no room Absolutely. for failure. No room for mistakes. And, like, I think it really took a toll on me, especially in high school. Because, you know, we, we was, we was... As, we were teenagers. Exactly. And so it was like if I did anything bad and like the church, you know, they had a the few sins they focus on. Um but like for me I it was so much pressure growing up to like be the model Christian mm-hmm. and the good girl. And like uh it really it was really like I, I won't say that like growing up in church it was there were some positive things I felt. Yeah. Very connected to my community. I was, you know, I had a heart for service and just certain things. But, like, also made me, like, it was very much, like, we're set apart. We're different. Mm-hmm. So, us versus the world. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it made me very judgmental. Yeah. It made me very, um... I didn't, I didn't want, like, I only thought there was one way mm-hmm. to do things. And, um, in that, like... Judgment aspect, I had no grace for people. Wow, and that's the whole point of God, absolutely. Jesus. So it was very like backwards for me, and you know, especially you know, our church upbringing, yeah, and what we went through in church. It, you know, we I don't I know if you want to talk about it, but <laughs> it's up to you, yeah. We, I mean, you know what happened, we yeah. were in church, and you know, leadership was kind of crooked and it was bad, and you know, there was really no accountability for what happened during that time and no one explained to us and like we have been going to that church since we were, we're kids. kids and so when everything happened and I can go into detail I cannot I don't care but you know when you know things when people had to step down when we want to know why what happened like basically like we didn't know what happened right. no one told us anything and we're we know we're tithing at this church I remember there was a point Growing up, I would watch my mom tithe, knowing
0: that our house was being foreclosed on. Yeah. So wait, before we go, I yeah. want you to go yeah. into detail. Okay. okay. But before we go, I just want to, to circle back mm-hmm. about your idea of Christ mm-hmm. growing up yeah. and how it even fed into what what we're, what we're you're talking about, what mm-hmm. we experienced in our upbringing in church mm-hmm. and how there's already this idea that we, like, that God is, like, punishing you yes. for everything or not forgiving you. Or he's looking over you like, did you repent today? Why'd yeah. you do that? Like,
1: it was very much like, I felt like God's disposition towards me was punishment. Yeah. There, like, this whole grace and love God. Like, I didn't understand. Like, people be like, I love God. And I'm just like, I have to. Yeah. But I don't feel it. Yeah. And so, it was very much like, God... I didn't... Like, if he blessed me, it was a fluke. Like, he Mm. just was, like, throwing me scraps at this point.
0: Wow. Like, he was giving you, like, um, pity blessings. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, you know, when... in the prodigal son, when he comes back, he's just like, just let me, like, eat with the pigs. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, just let me be a servant. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt a lot of times. And... Excuse me. I felt... I didn't feel like God wanted to bless me. I felt like because my mom was so faithful... That um, I got the residual blessings wow. of whatever was happening, but like every punishment I incurred was of my own doing, and God was just like lightning rods and brimstone. There you y'all, know? yeah. And, and it, it was it was hard to like experience God's love. Mm-hmm. Um I like if I was moved to tears in church, if I was, it was very much guilt based.
0: Wow. And
1: so it was it was very like. I convinced myself that that was love and like, you know, I, you know, just because you're supposed to love God. Yeah. You know,
0: that's, that's what sounds good. Mm
1: -hmm. But like, no, I was freaking terrified of God and like, I just didn't want to mess up. I just didn't want to go to hell.
0: So, you know, you're, you're a kid and, and and an adolescent, which I mean, honestly, from like middle school to high school, that's when we really start to like get these, Super insecurities, or we, mm-hmm. we're starting to notice like how people feel about us, mm-hmm. and we're all, you're already feeling this insecurity within yourself. Mm-hmm. So now it's this added pressure. So <clears throat> we get we're in this church, mm-hmm. and, and um, all these things are happening. You're already feeling guilty and ashamed and everything. Tell me about some experiences that might have fed into that feeling that you were already mm-hmm. experiencing.
1: I mean within the church it was very clicky Mm it was very like you were either in or you were out and um i mean sometimes i was in sometimes i was out Mm -hmm. and it was just really like um i i how do i say this like i think this like obsession that the church has with sex Mm-hmm. really made me feel uncomfortable because, like, you know, they would sit us in the lock-ins. They would sit us, you know, tr- they would sit us down. I remember when Elder Debbie tried to give us a talk.
0: Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, my God. It
1: was like, it was phase two Wednesday. Yeah. And she popped up on the scene and she was like, ladies! You know how she'd be yelling? like, it was, it was so it was, animated. It, it was so animated. I loved Elder Debbie. Bless her heart. But um, it was like, the insecurity was there was was that if I fall once, that's it, there was no room for error here, Because yeah. as a Christian, you're supposed to be perfect and I just
0: found that so interesting, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because I hear a lot of people that grew up in church have the same experience of God, mm-hmm. and it it's so interesting to me because. You carry that with you, and then you do become become, become judgmental, and then you do become self-righteous mm-hmm. and all of, all of the things, because you think like, oh, I'm living well, and so God is blessing me. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing, it to, do. nothing to do. The, you, there isn't anything that you can
1: do to earn God's love. And that right there was what I did not get. Yeah. I did not get that from the church. Yeah, I got wow. that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I did not get that from there. I felt like the 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 moment I slipped up, that mm-hmm. was it. That, that, that God was, wouldn't love you. That God wouldn't love me, and that I would be like hell. Like hell was the biggest fear here. Like that was it, and it wasn't. And it kind of like gave me a complex. Like am I am am I a good person, or am mm. I just trying to like avoid fire and brimstone? Yeah. Like, am I
0: actually a good person? Yeah. Or
1: do I actually care about people? Yeah. And I'm just like doing the right thing. Was like, what is that second nature to me, yeah. or is it just something that I do because God requires it of me? Wow, and I think that that, like, God, like, love was not something that was taught in the church. I, know, I agree, it wasn't, it I was, agree, it was very much like how we handle money and how and how we 10, handle money times 10. 10 prosperity, uh, message always, um, three months. And we were all still broke at the end. <laughs> um, so there was that. Um, but and not to say, like, I don't believe Christians should be prosperous. A- absolutely. I'm not going to take a vow of poverty. Um, no. That's not me. No. Um, but it was very much in the sense where the whole church is broke, but our pastor was riding around in a Bentley? Yes. If I recall, that we got him. Um, so that was, that was something we're gonna else. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But... <laughs> As the though that was the messaging, or like you know, sex and how you need to wait for marriage, mm-hmm. and but like also me I think something that oh something that I have not shared is that I'm bisexual, mm-hmm. and like growing up that was a huge thing for me, yeah. turmoil wise, trying to reconcile this this sin mm-hmm. with my image as a Christian mm-hmm. and how do I met? How like, can I do both? How can I do both? And like, it was almost impossible to, to feel that I could do both in that church, everything, mm-hmm. because my thing is like, we had, we had people in leadership that we knew had some, you know, how, we knew, we knew, but as long as it wasn't open or as long as they didn't bring their partners to church or whatever, mm-hmm. it was fine. But like, it was all around us. And like, you know, the the LGBTQ plus community is very responsible for a lot of the like great church traditions traditions that we have even in our music. Yeah, we we have half the songs we have without them. Agreed. And so it was just very hard, like the obsession with the church with sex and like also the obsession with um, uh, like, I don't know. It was just like they they didn't. The the message that we were supposed to be receiving about God's love was never really emphasized. Mm. It was always how can I get my blessing? Right. Or how can I avoid hell? Right. But it was never about relationship. Right. It was in our relationship. So that just,
0: I, I was doing a little reading earlier mm-hmm. about what exactly the Bible says mm-hmm. ab- about this topic. Mm-hmm. And there was a great, a great scripture. is Romans 4, 14, one through 23. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the last verse in that scripture pretty much says that um, each one should fully be convinced in his own mind. Mm-hmm. So the, the scripture pretty much, pretty much says like, Hey, if there's someone of little faith, then don't argue with them. Mm-hmm. If you decide that you want to be a vegetarian and they decide that they want to eat meat, there's, you don't need to argue about that. There mm-hmm. needs to be no judgment there. Okay, sure. And that, and then the bottom of the scripture saying, everyone needs to like be fully convinced in their own mind. That's, that's relationship. Mm-hmm. That last scripture is full on relationship mm-hmm. because religion will have you in a construct mm-hmm. In relationship. God will show you what's inside of you that he would like to change. Mm-hmm. He's not going to show you something that he wanted to change in someone else. And maybe you should do it too. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that's yeah. not how it works. It's something it's, it's about him having this relationship and love and, and, trust like it's like a whole relationship mm-hmm. being built so you know like if he's like hey if you're starting to get convicted about something mm-hmm. you're like you know what this really has to be love. like mm-hmm. this is not I don't have to feel bad about this mm-hmm. this is this is something that's going to make me better but it that only comes in relationship because otherwise it really does feel like you're popping my hand. Mm -hmm. It really does feel like punishment. It doesn't feel like love Mm -hmm. because, because you, you won't be able to understand that because you have, you don't have any trust in him. You have, all you have is fear. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that not teaching that in church is, is, that's true. Like, you're not even really teaching Christianity then.
1: mm we, we were taught a set of rules that we had to live by. Agreed. Even we did discipleship. We did this. We did that. And we didn't like, even know what discipleship
0: meant. Like, like
1: now it's like... <laughs> I, you know, my mama did try. My mom taught discipleship. She really did try. And yeah, she NBA. did. But... <laughs> but, I mean, those workbooks did not help. Those we just didn't, we know didn't know what it meant. We didn't understand. And so, like, now... And I think I didn't find relationship Mm -hmm. until maybe the last three years. Mm -hmm. And like, so when I say I was saved at 10, I was, I was marked safe from hell is Mm -hmm. what I will say. Like I I wasn't, you know, you know, you mark yourself safe. Yes. Okay. I I was marked safe from hell, (laughs) but did I have a relationship with God? No. That did not come till a decade or two, like, no, not two decades, but like, yeah, a decade Later. later. And, um. So
0: let me ask you this, what, how did being in church, being hurt by very, what, not just one thing, but several Mm -hmm. different things, how did that affect your relationship with Christ?
1: So I remember, I think the last straw I can get into what we were talking about was when we left our church, Mm -hmm. the church that you and I went to, um, after, you know, our pastor decided to it, you step. It wasn't that he stepped out on his marriage. That was the issue. It was a lack of accountability yeah. on the matter. Yeah. Um, you know, we had been at the church since I was in fifth grade mm-hmm. and you know, we were, that felt like family. Yeah. And when, I agree. you know, we, we poured so much, not just time and energy, but money into that church and into them as leadership. And when, you know, rumors started popping up in the church about you know him stepping out having a a baby outside of the church or whatever you know my mom at the time had to go into a leadership meeting to sub for someone else she wasn't even supposed to be there and she went into that meeting and you know the church mother elder dyke remember her yeah awesome lady awesome woman of god she you know asked pastor you know, what are, you need to address the congregation because there are things that need to be set straight. And he was like, he didn't owe us anything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And my mom went home with that.
0: Uh-huh. Knowing that
1: she had poured every last bit of money into this church and was losing our house. Mm-hmm. And it was just at that point, like, it wasn't that he made a mistake. People make mistakes all the time. All the time. But it was just more like, after everything we had been through as a church with him Mm -hmm. and with them, Mm -hmm. we didn't get any answers. Yeah. We didn't get any, like, you know, apology or, like, I messed up. Like, here's where I'm going to, you know, even take a step back right now and let God work on me. On me. Or whatever, and I'll be back. But... There was none of that. It was just like, let's just keep moving business as usual. You know, the first lady stepped down. Like, stepped down. No one said anything. We didn't see her in a pulpit anymore.
0: No pictures. No pictures.
1: Everything. Like, her whole existence was erased. Yeah. Just like that. She helped build that church. From the ground up. And so, it was very, like... That was when I was like, you know what, God? This is too much. Mm -hmm. And so, we didn't go to church for a year after that. And that was my senior year Mm -hmm. of high school. And then we ended up going to another church um, in Gainesville, um, was headed by, um, and if you don't want me to use names, I I don't have to. It's up to you. um, I'm very comfortable with it. It's up to you. um, Our pastor um, at the time was Jensen Franklin, Mm -hmm. a huge mega church, um, a huge following. And, you know, the church, it was a huge shift because I was going to a white church. I've never, you know, I never, and so it was a whole cultural shift, cultural change, but Praise and worship was still on point, so you know I'm gonna go. And yeah. um, <laughs> but we had we were there for the entirety of my senior year, and that was when you know and then into college, and that was when um, uh, Trayvon Martin was murdered. That was when you know a lot of the black Black Lives Matter causes started popping up, yeah. and that was when I started to see that you know this facade of like we're all one people, yeah. we're all a church. Yeah. And we started to be cracked because yeah. we had our <clears throat> our pastor, you know, saying blue lives matter. Mm. We had and like my thing is like you pride yourself on this being a diverse church, but you don't make this a place that feels safe for the people, for everyone. Your, for everyone. And we're just supposed to sit there and like let that happen. I never forget it was during one service they locked us in the church Mm. and made everyone say the pledge of allegiance that's traumatizing yeah and it was like during the time where like a lot of this like police brutality was being caught on tape and just certain things and you know the last shot for us was when we found out that he was on the evangelical board for trump
0: disgusting and
1: so at that point we decided. I'm, I'm, that was when I told God in college, because and that during that time also I got diagnosed with lupus. I was very sick. Mm-hmm. um, wasn't couldn't walk. There were time like there was just a lot going on in mm-hmm. my life, and I was like, okay, God, so you really just throwing all this shit at me, right, like, at once. I'm like, I'm gonna take a break from you. Mm-hmm. I'll catch you in a few years. Mm-hmm. Like I literally said, God, I'm gonna take a break from you. Yeah. And I reflect back on that so much now because. Even though I took a break from God, God never took a break from me. That's a word. Um, there were so many situations that could have went so left mm-hmm. and that God's hedge of protection, my mom's prayers, my grandma's prayers really like stood in a gap. And yeah. like, so and like when I look at I'm like, girl, you really took a break from God? Like, are you dumb? <laughs> like, are you dumb? <laughs> like I look back and I'm just like, Wow. I just
0: I hear so many things here. In, in in the church church topic, i hear lack of accountability. I hear um not showing any grace. I hear like not being able to read the room at all. <laughs> um not real like people being on the pulpit that really did not have um the heart of God or the heart of Christ. And also People being in the pulpit and putting themselves in in the position of God.
1: Oh yes, I mean, even to the point where like people have no grace, and so I remember, and I at the time when I was in college, I was dating a dear friend of mine, and we were we we were together for like eight and a half years, but he was an atheist, mm-hmm. which was also a big like no no. I was just breaking all the rules, <laughs> you know? and I took him to church because at that point in our relationship, early on, I was like okay. I can change this. Yeah, I can. I can get him to. That's my aside. It has to be. That's my aside. It has to be. And so I brought him to this white church. That was the number one. Number two, we had a guest pastor. It was Valentine's Day. I never forget this. And we went to this church, and. We sat down. I'm like, oh, they're gonna talk about love. Right, it's, it's, gonna, be, it's gonna be like, yeah. like a very romantic Christian type of message. Vibe. Yeah, like it's gonna be like one night with the king. Right, you right. Know? Nah, they said that a Christian dating a non-Christian is like a horse trying to breed with a donkey. <sighs> like, <laughs> and I, when I tell you, Jade, I left that church. In tears, mm-hmm. I would like. I was so embarrassed, mm-hmm. and like he wasn't phased by it because he's he was used he, to that. He figured that that might be yes. something that would happen. And I'm like, how? Did, like this is not what. God, like I was so confused, mm-hmm. and like I that was when I really like that. There were several points where I was just like, this is not for me. Yeah, and for someone like you don't know who like aside from me bringing my atheist boyfriend into the church. You don't know who's taking a step towards God, exactly. But is it already all the way there, right? And saying, basically, comparing them to cattle,
0: exactly. Like exactly. What?
1: And like I know not everyone's church experience is this bizarre. Like I'm, I For really sure. pray that not I hope everyone. Not. But like. <laughs> it was very damaging yeah as someone and like no one there was no one to help us mm-hmm. like as far as like our relationship dynamic because no one talks about it like what if you don't end up with a Christian? Mm-hmm. what if you end up with someone of a different faith or interfaith relationship mm-hmm. it's always like this is what you're supposed to do there's no room for anything that's different mm-hmm. there's no room i mean you know god forbid they even ever talk about you know same-sex marriages in mm-hmm. church but no, they won't Right. But like, there's no, there's no support. So what do you expect from people who are looking for, who are different, who don't fit inside your construct, mm-hmm. your box? Who, but still want relationship with, with God. God?
0: With God.
1: What do you expect from them? Yeah. What, how do you expect them to engage within the community? Where they're unless they don't bring their full selves to the table, mm-hmm. or they make their own spaces, and then you condemn those spaces as, as well not, as not. And space. then
0: we have more separation, mm-hmm. which. God hates. Mm-hmm. He hates the separation we have now. So now we we push more people out and they have to separate and do it and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um I just I do think that like in people's passion for Christ, mm-hmm. they put their foot in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't think there's anything wrong with being passionate about Christ. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong in wanting people to know the love of Christ and wanting people to have a relationship with him. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think that there is a way that you have to show grace that's that's empathetic. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he didn't come to atheism at birth.
1: Oh no! You know, know he was—he grew up Seven Day Adventist. Yeah, he grew up. Um, his—you know his—all his family is Christian. Yeah, for the most part. Um, but you know, and I'm not gonna put his business. No, out no, of, no. But it was a—he was also traumatized in a way. Yeah. And for asking questions, mm. just for asking questions, and like rather than a pastor say, "I don't know, let's figure it out together," mm-hmm. it was you better stop asking questions, or you're you gonna go ask to hell.
0: It. Questions. Yeah, and I'm
1: just like. Do you, like, y'all going to go to jail for, like, certain things, like, you, you are, you, like, or church jail, I don't know what that looks like, but you're literally putting, you, you are, like, as a head of the church, you are responsible for what you say because it, it has such a lasting effect on people's relationship, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, censor yourself with everything, but what I'm saying is you have a huge weight. A huge responsibility and rather than humbling yourself and asking god to fill in the gaps where you are unsure mm-hmm. and thinking before you speak you just felt death onto this child mm. till this day
0: and he's trauma but and that's just not his story that's stories of a lot of different people yeah that come that have that struggle with their faith that struggle with believing and maybe they're not atheists maybe they're just are questioning our questioning which is what we all do we everyone yeah. and, and and does and it really doesn't matter where your faith walk is sometimes your faith is wavering just mm-hmm. because life circumstances in front of you they scare you it's we're human mm-hmm. and so m- when people come into church of course you want to teach them the word of god mm-hmm. right but you also you know want to to be able to like really teach them not just teach them in a way that's like oh this is this is insulting to my faith mm-hmm. that you don't believe
1: yeah
0: like you're not God God mm-hmm. is not insulted by that he's yeah. not
1: because God knows everything he, he knows everything. everything
0: yeah he 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 wants a willing heart mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and he knows that that happens by relationship and it doesn't shock or surprise him that people question him you know what I'm saying it, it, the only person that it's shocking to for some odd reason is man yeah and-
1: <laughs> and i will say this like with the relationship aspect like i think a lot of people like in the church as churchgoers we oftentimes um just like the, there's a pressure on leadership to say the right things or like to make sure that they're they have they have that huge responsibility mm-hmm. you know i talking about also as believers and as people who follow in the church we don't take our responsibility because mm. we like and I'll speak for myself, growing up um, outside of discipleship and what we did in school, you know, after I said, I wasn't reading my Bible. Right. I wasn't getting that word. Mm. I wasn't studying the word. Number one, growing up, the Bible scared me. Mm-hmm. Me like, too. Opening, I'm not going to lie. Listen, I'll be I'll be shaking when we open up. You know, like i would be scared and I didn't see it as like, it was something that really made me uncomfortable. So what happens when you like, you trust man to interpret the word, and you're not doing your due diligence on your the side, own.
0: Wow. Right?
1: And so even to this day I still struggle with it mm-hmm. and getting into the word and taking responsibility from because that's where you when you read the word, mm-hmm. that is where you get take responsibility for your relationship. Yep. With God because God will show you things that apply to you. To you And it's like a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Just like prayer. Like, yes, you ask people to pray for you. And yes, you stand in agreement. But like, you also pray for yourself. By, and so just like right. that, I feel like a lot of Christians don't take the time, me included, to like and take the responsibility mm. as a Christian to really get into the word and realize what it says about certain things that's really and good. that's how we end up putting all our trust in a and person man. because we put basically we've made our relationship his responsibility, responsibility which right. is messed up right. right as well so it's a two-way street and I, I agree don't feel like people really talk about it and so you know, just like we get on these pastors, no longer we got to get on ourselves, ourselves because we put our we 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 give them that power mm-hmm. to and and then we get mad like when man is not supposed to have that much power,
0: exactly. And we
1: get and not to say like man is there, like there's leadership, yes, we all we need leadership, absolutely, but, but that power, yeah, but no. heck, since the beginning of time, since Moses and Aaron and mm-hmm. uh his, his little sister, well, I forget the lady name, I'm sorry, but. When they were leading the people out of Egypt, yeah. everybody was putting their face on on them, and they yeah. were like, kind but that's not how it has to be anymore. We have mm. a whole book. Mm. We have a whole book, yep. you know, and so I don't know. I think that's a big, a big build, like a big building block to your relationship with God. If you're, it's, if you, it's tapping into it on your own, tapping into it on your worshiping on your own, on, on your one. own. Yes, that's because you know I'm a worshiper. Me, gr- uh, you know, we, one thing we, about worship, know, yeah. I'm a dude. come on out. <laughs> You know, if uh, Papa Jay thought of zini thing you better you use, use them hands. <laughs> express. Them. express yeah, yourself. Yeah, but you know, other like that's where I build relationship with God. Yeah, my me too. Worship because sometimes I don't have the words. Sometimes mm. I don't have the words to pray. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have the like. Sometimes I just be like, hold my hands up and crying, and that's you know, that's like, all I got. That's all I got. But there are different ways to build your relationship, and I think that a lot of people just say oh i went to church yeah and that's it and i'm like that's that that that's just the starting like you you gotta because like that ain't gonna last you through the whole week right I promise you, i'll be off i'll finish that thing on sunday and monday monday be that ready, first listen, email they be ready to tussle okay you know what i mean and she i'm like and i'll be like dang like i just like i just like it's not even wednesday and i didn't make it You know, and so that's when you got to continuously, like, feed yourself. Feed yourself. And I think I didn't realize that. Until honestly, the pandemic, because mm. then because a lot of people had to sit with themselves. Yeah, and people don't like quiet. They don't like sitting with themselves. And they don't when, like themselves too much. They yep, found and that that out. that's when you hear God the loudest. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "Leave me alone!" <laughs> like, <stop. laughs> you know, like, could I just, you know? And but that's I, he had me right where he wanted me. at Yeah, the time, and I heard a lot. I heard a lot. That reason.
0: you know. We just covered so much. Yeah, we did. We did. We did.
1: Um,
0: but you just, you brought up a lot of really, really good points about tapping in and finding relationship for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people ask me about reading the Bible and about Christianity and things like that. And I just always had to encourage them to like, you like read it for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. or you'll, if you're going to bring a verse to me and argue with me about it, please make sure you read the Listen. whole thing. Because nine times out of 10, I did. Oh, <laughs>
1: okay Okay. I have receipt (laughs) yes and I will pull it out. True though, see, I don't argue with people because I I know deep down like he's still working on me. And oh, I yeah. need I need to read that word. So I don't be I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go look that look that up later. And it's really. not
0: always for me about necessarily arguing because I have taken a stance where I don't really want to argue my faith anymore because mm, whatever you believe that. is for you, And whatever I believe is for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and if the word and if God intends for me to have a word for you and for us to be connected in that way and so on and so forth, that'll happen. But mm-hmm. if not. So as far as like people like getting into it on their own, though, that's also what I say for the non-believer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the one who's, who your argument of Christianity is YouTube based.
1: Oof. Lord.
0: Right. <laughs> because, because a lot of that isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> it is in fact. Mm-hmm. And, and again, if you are, even if, I have an uncle. He's an atheist. Mm. I read the Bible twice. Yeah. What version? How did you read it? Did you understand the words that were translated? Did you read the translation of the word to make sure that it was the actual, like the meaning actually fit? There's a whole
1: thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you are intimidated by it. Like even are believers. Absolutely. So if you if you, like a non-believer don't really have no buy-in except to like dismantle it. So, so I'm just going to yeah. read it. Yeah. I'm just going to read it. Um, King James <laughs> Version. That's the only one. That's I, I read it. Forget IV or NLT, um,
0: it is extremely yeah. intimidating. It is. It's hard to study. It
1: is.
0: But if you're going to do it, yeah,
1: you gotta do it. If
0: you're gonna have a relationship, mm-hmm. it it takes that. Mm-hmm. It, it sometimes it really does take a study Bible to for it to break it down to you and so you can fully understand yeah. the scripture so that you can apply it.
1: Yeah, and I think like people read, but like they don't. They don't. They, the, the application part is what gets people messed up. That's weird. like, that's it's just like, oh, this was really nice. That was a really I love, like that love, love. is patient. Oh, but I'm a tussle with my mom at the, like, like you know, she said something. She said, you know, love is not self serving. Oh, but I like to serve myself. You know, <laughs> so selfish. You know what I'm selfish. like and so, but like you know, and I'm just told that was my favorite Bible verse and growing up. So that was, but like. It's hard. It is hard to apply, especially in, like, because people, like, if people can say the Constitution is a living, breathing document. Mm. Oh. But not, but not, but not. Okay, now. And so, for me, like, the Bible is, if that's, like, if, if, like. the And whose birthday is first? Let me just say that. Well, 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 well. Um, But I feel like people make the bible so antiquated yeah and like yes some things like they didn't have access to like vaccines or like right you know sorry you know other themes, Yeah, but like or modern technology so there are certain things that you kind of got to like take with a grain of salt right based on like the historical the time. context yeah but some of the people the, the moral of the story people have been struggling people have been robbing Hello. thieving you know taking stuff that's not theirs no sinning uh, this whole time this whole since the beginning of time so there gotta be some in there for you Something, something, something. Nothing new under the sun, my dear. Like there's, there. Like you, if you struggle with it, I'm pretty sure it's, us,
0: it's there. You
1: know. And so I feel like making it applicable to your life mm. is the hardest part. But it, and once you get into it, it can, it can. Like God will start to reveal mm-hmm. where that applica- like where, where it fits in. And like yeah. just like when you go to church, you hear some word, you go to, and you hear a word, and like you know that might not be for me today. Right. Maybe I'll say that. Put it in my pocket for later. Right. but there are certain things that hit home for you and they are for you right then but that don't mean the pastor or the 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 whole word Mm. that he's uh, like or the whole scripture that he's preaching is not for you at any point in your life right and it's just trying to figure out when in your life these things do and that's where the pastor comes in that's where you know his uh, interpretation of the word and doing a sermon that's you know some that's 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 they suggest an application. Mm -hmm. That's that's where they they show you where the word applies Mm -hmm. to your life or to someone's life. Mm -hmm. But you also got to take up the mantle, right? And figure out specifically for you, pick up your sword. Come on now, all right. I, um,
0: so thinking about church hurt, Mm -hmm. I wanted to associate it with a book, story, something in the Mm -hmm. Bible, and I associate this with Job. Mm. Because Job was, quote-unquote, perfect. Not perfect. Mm-hmm. But Job was... As close as it gets. As close as it gets. Mm-hmm. And the devil is like, oh, look at him. He mm-hmm. loved him from God. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> Like literally the devil, he's just so messy. He's so messy. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to God about this. And I'm I'm just trying to make sure God, you say Job love you. That's your homeboy. He love you. Mm-hmm. But does he love you because you have blessed him so mm-hmm. greatly? Is that why he loves you? Are you sure? And God is like, no, Job loves me. Like he loves me because I'm, you know, because I'm God. We have a relationship. Like mm-hmm. we are homies. Mm-hmm. So, of course, all these bad things happen to Job. Job loses everything. Mm -hmm. Let's equate this to you being a child, coming in church and and maybe not having the experience that you had, but an experience where you really do, like, God is your homeboy. Mm -hmm. And then you go into church, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're met with all this loss. Mm -hmm. Loss of, like, you thinking, like, oh, these people are going to be nice to me, and then they're not. Like, you... Oh, our experience being on the praise and worship team, we're thinking this is going to be genuine because we love praise and worship. Mm-hmm. We always have. And it's not. Mm. <laughs> so was it wasn't. Okay. You're going to the church and you're like, oh, wow, this pastor, like he's, you know, he he's an example mm-hmm. of, you know, what it is to be a man of God. He has honor, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you losing all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like Job did. And then his friends come along and they being messy. Now Joe, what you do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that must be why God taking mm. all this stuff away from you. What did you do? Mm-mm-mm-mm. It must be you, Joe. If, uh, they're all saying the same things. Them like it has to be you. So then let's equate that with you thinking like, you know what? Maybe I have a bad attitude or something. Maybe my skirt is too short. Mm. Maybe my maybe my praise isn't big enough. Yeah. Oh my, maybe I'm not doing it right. Like. Then you get insecure about your praise and your Mm -hmm. worship, which is supposed to be personal Mm -hmm. and in relationship and not fake. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like, well, maybe I am supposed to just act this way and play church because Mm. pastor is playing church. So then you're feeding into all these insecurities, right? Mm. All right. So then we're conditioned because this is another thing that we learn in church. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. Not to question God. Mm -hmm. But Job did. And guess what? God answered. Mm. Because he loved Job so much. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves us. Right? Yeah. So, God is like... He, Job's like, well, why is all this stuff happening? me? you don't love me no more? I thought we was homeboys. Mm-hmm. And God is like, but I'm sorry. I'm still God. Yeah. And in this story, like, it's supposed to... Answer the question why good things happen to bad people, people. But it doesn't.
1: There is no answer. There
0: is no answer. And with that being said, there is no answer as to why people are in church with nasty attitudes. Not doing the right thing. There is no answer. It's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. But there isn't like, it's It's almost like, it doesn't matter where you go, what you believe. hmm it's going to be somebody with a funky attitude doing some messed up stuff. Mm -hmm. But are you going to decide that that is going to be the end all be all with you and your relationship with Christ?
1: Yeah. And I, I, yes, I think for me, I think after I got sick, that was like, I had my job moment. Mm. I was very much like, I've tried to do everything right. Everything. Like, Everything I didn't do half the stuff like you know I'm, I'm starting to pull out these, like God I didn't do this and I didn't and I'm like why am I like why, why, why am why am I suffering why am I suffering and why am I suffering like you gave me some can't nobody cure mm. like <clears throat> it, like it felt like a death sentence mm-hmm. literally I was just like okay so. And, like, I really, like, I, I really thought I was going to die. Mm. And I was so, and I think something that also people don't teach in church that I think is so important. You can be mad at God. You can be. You can be pissed. He, he, he all right he are, with it. he already know. And so, me trying, like, I was, I felt so, like I, like, I was so angry. Mm. Jade, I was so angry, and i it manifested in so many other ways internally because I didn't feel like I could tell God that I you're was, angry, and I was hurt. I didn't feel like God cared that I was hurt, and I was upset with him mm, and so I really like started to go inward on myself, and that led to a lot of depression, trying or, to
0: fix it on your own
1: try or just feeling like well, you know, I felt like it was like i felt very hopeless like there was no way to fix it so now i'm just like stuck i'm i just got to suck it up mm. like literally like i just sucked it up but i never acknowledged until maybe a few years ago that i was mad at god mm-hmm. and i felt i felt so like guilty guilty because you're not supposed to be mad at god god gives you everything you have how are you going to be mad at god just like your parents give you everything you you but have with you mad you mad your mad parents at, but it felt like that was an, like i felt like my emotion my feelings which god gives you god like god gave you all of your emotions mm-hmm. you? and i feel like god like i felt like i couldn't be mad at god And that was so frustrating because I felt like...
0: Like you're not allowed. I did
1: something. Like, what did I do wrong? Mm. Like, you're punishing me and I don't even know why I'm being punished. Mm -hmm. And I... Like, looking back, I know it wasn't a punishment. No. But... And I know there was nothing I did wrong. Absolutely not. But that didn't come till very later. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is actually the first time I'm saying that out loud. Mm. But, like, I know that it wasn't... Because it's helped so many people. My, like, pain has helped so many people. Mm -hmm. And, like... If I didn't go through that, he would have been able to use me the way that he's used me. Absolutely. But at that moment, because everybody's talking about, it. like, you know, everything happens for a every- reason. No, I don't know, nobody, wanna that. That. Nobody, nobody wants no, to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Especially in the midst of the storm, don't nobody care about that.
0: And that's even kind of like God's point to Job. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this is. It, none of this feels like it's going to help you right now. Mm-hmm like no it does not feel good yeah. but i still love you yeah. and i'm still going to work it out for your good like mm-hmm. he it, it was kind of his point to him like I, it it does even even Yes, I read my word, but sometimes I don't want to hear, like, just be anxious about nothing. Do you
1: not see what's happening outside, God? What Listen, you I
0: know that I'm supposed to trust you, but it's it, sometimes it really comforts me to say, but you know, I am anxious right now mm-hmm. because I find peace in being able to give God my anxiety. Mm. And, and uh, that's really what be anxious about nothing means. It doesn't mean to just... Stop your anxiety at the door, mm-hmm. but it does mean to give your anxiety, cast your cares on the Lord.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people miss that <clears> step <throat> because the step, like, between giving it over and, like, stop, like, stopping is acknowledging that the anxiety that is, there. is there. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, I'm not anxious. Uh, I'm not anxious. what? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna, scared. I'm, glad. I'm just shaking. I'm, I'm scared now. I'm, I'm just blessed <laughs> and highly favored, and you, and your mind is running terrified. Like, it's, and so. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's another thing I think the church like has not been the best with is like men, like like acknowledging mental health and acknowledging that like your emotions are valid and mm-hmm. you can be upset, you can not like you, you're not always going to be blessed and highly favored or feel at, that or feel as far as yeah. where, that you are blessed and highly favored because of state of being, but you can feel your feeling and your being being are two different. Right. Things. And but both are valid. Exactly. And I think that. You know, if it, it felt like a sin to like be anything but blessed mm-hmm. and highly favored and like i think now that i'm working on a relationship with god and also i'm in therapy i can like acknowledge the feelings without letting them rule me mm-hmm. and like that's what god wants for us like god like that like i think like that fruit of the spirit that self control mm-hmm. like like self like self control means mastering your emotions Absolutely. and not letting them rule you rule and that was something i always had a ish a a hard time with but the fact was i had i let them rule me cuz i tried to ignore them mm-hmm. and i like they didn't exist mm-hmm. and i think now that i've learned to like i'm learning won't say i've mastered it but learning to like acknowledge my feelings name them And, like, also let God know that they... He knows they exist, but, I like, us have a conversation. Admit it to him. And admit it that I'm scared or, like, I am disappointed. Um, I think that's another emotion I felt like I couldn't have with God. Mm. Being disappointed in him. Mm -hmm. No, like disappointed in god how are you disappointed how dare you yes the only way that's a one-way street god should be disappointed in you you. and it's just like no but god you had said that one time that you was gonna do that thing but you did it didn't come through and so you know you can be disappointed Mm -hmm. you can be let down but I, i i think that i feel like in the past at least with our upbringing they tried to Create robots instead of nurture humans. Mm.
0: They didn't... Yeah. Like they, that, they, that was they, real.
1: They removed all the imperfect... They tried to remove all the, the imperfections. imperfections. yeah. And
0: instead of letting these imperfections be worked towards God's will, yes. which is what he wants. Or,
1: and like, let those imperfections minister to people. Like, I feel like... I think that's why I love my church now. Elevation, Elevation Church in North Carolina. Uh, shout out. Yes. Shout out Pastor Steven. Um, but... <laughs> I think that's why I love my church so much is because they acknowledge, like, that they're not perfect. And it's not like a, a fake, like, I know I'm not perfect, but... No, like, I know, I know we be talking some real Imp- stuff. Yeah. Even Pastor Mike Todd in, um Tulsa mm-hmm. at Transformation Church mm-hmm. love him as well. Me and Jace Roberts, you know, love she will dragging well. you by your edges. But they all, the thing that I love about all of them is that they they acknowledge the human experience. Yeah. And they don't try to act like cover it up. Cover it up or make it seem like you're weird for having those feelings More. or even that you're weak unless you're not a good Christian because you have these feelings. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people feel like they failed mm. when when they doubt or fail when they question or, or when fail. they're angry. And like my thing is like questioning builds faith. A hundred percent if you're not that was questioning good. Are you really like like you like? If you're not questioning, then it's blind at mm, that point. Am exactly. I, like I, for anyone who's questioning, you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You should be questioning, mm-hmm. but like, but like, be careful who you ask your questions to. Mm-hmm. Is the big thing, mm-hmm. and who you trust your doubt with Mm -hmm. because some people capitalize on it and some people you know don't like you got to really pray and ask god to point you to the right people to have those because it's just like telling your dreams to somebody yeah tell your dream to the wrong person and put it in their hand it could be it could be disastrous yes and just like your faith (laughs) your faith is something to protect and like if you're questioning that's perfectly fine i question all the time but you have to have a trust a trusted circle, a trusted people, a trusted person who you who you know that is also building a relationship with God and like I feel like certain people just trust their doubts to the wrong people. Yeah. Just like, you know, my friend who I told you about was in church. You know, was questioned in the in the pastor was the uh, unfortunately was the wrong person to so trust. You know, mm-hmm. trust in that because they were also insecure. Mm. You know, and so I feel like that's why I love my the church the the, the, the leaders that I follow because I know they're not perfect,
0: right? And they're not trying to be. And they're not trying. To and be. and I also think that people like kind of when pe when the thought of God using your imperfections for His will is like what. You know what I'm saying? Because no one
1: wants their imperfections on front street.
0: But the the way that them saying like, I'm not perfect and here's how and here's, I'm just sharing this with you just in case you're struggling with Mm -hmm. it too. That is him using your imperfections for his will yeah. so that he, them calling it out of themselves and saying it to somebody else. So somebody else can be open and free to do the same thing. So they don't have to struggle anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how he uses our imperfections. Like oh, yeah. it's, it, it, there isn't anything to be ashamed of to be, there are specific as a matter of fact, imperfections in all of us mm-hmm. because it's tied to your purpose.
1: Yeah. Ooh, come on, Jade,
0: you know? Come on, Jay. So I just, I just think, I just think that, Me, I ain't never going to be afraid to tell y'all on this platform or any other platform that God is still working on me and I am just a vessel. Like Mm -hmm. That's sometimes why it's so hard because it's like, bro, you're still trying to work with me. You want me to teach other people? I
1: think that's the (laughs) thing that attracts people to people is like that's that human connection because like y'all not so much like bond over trauma, but y'all bond over not having it all together and figuring it out mm. together and I think that's what this podcast is about is figuring it out together and like I think like I think being able to talk more about these things openly is where people get healed yeah and like because even like I was saying like in the beginning when we we're talking about my sexuality and my you know I'm bisexual and like how to do both if I didn't see it done, I was just like, I just got to choose one. It mm-hmm. both left me. Like, there was a point where I left. It's, you know, I said that, took a break from God. And I felt like a big piece was missing. was missing. Yeah. And it was my atheist boyfriend at the time who was was the one pushing me to go back to church. Wow. God, like, used, you know, him to say, like, you this is a, something that you, like, this is a part of your life that means a lot to you. You're giving it up for what. You need to find a place where you can question but also like you can do both and like there's this um and even now like me trying to figure out where how everything ties in um because you know just trying to figure out how do I live my life as authentically as I want to live it but still have that relationship with God and still be able to feel like I can talk about God to people without them saying like oh but you're doing this that and the third so you don't have like a right to
0: to talk about, to talk yeah. about it
1: and I think there's this Instagram um she's um, her name's Kim Daly, she's an attorney. She's um uh she's a lesbian. She's married to actually my former therapist. Oh wow. And they are both Christian. Came up in church. She came out the closet when she was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And she was in ministry at the time and it was really hard for her, you know, but like watching how she's been able to cultivate her life and mm-hmm. the life she wants but also like she's very like she like teaches people who are not who are who are queer about relationship with god and how they can still have that relationship and they don't have to run away yeah and i think even if people don't agree with it there's someone doing that because a lot of churches are losing people because they 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 basically say you gotta you either are this type of christian or you're out yeah and like no like I remember when I actually came out to my mom a few like months ago, actually. And I told my mom, and I was expecting just the worst. Yeah. I thought I was going to lose my relationship. She said, "There, I can love you no more. So mm. you're a black Caribbean mother say that. That is, that just warmed my heart. And you know my mama.
0: I was I was just thinking, like, I know you're Caribbean. I know it could be very different, in culture-wise.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. And my mom, like, my mom always used to say this even before she knew about, you know, my sexual orientation. She would say Christians, where they mess up is that they tell people in the LGBT community to repent, to repent, to come back and like leave that life behind but when they get back are y'all gonna love them are you would you let you know a queer man marry your daughter Mm. after they've repented and tried to live a life would you let your you know and if the answer is no then why are you why are you like that you need to work on you Mm. because if you're asking them to repent and you're not giving them a place of safety and of love Then Then where are they going to come to? Where are they coming back to? Yeah. So, you know, she was very clear that she, like, although she doesn't agree with my lifestyle, she very much wants, like, she thinks that the church definitely needs to do better about, like, how they receive people who come back. Regardless of what sin it is. It doesn't matter. Like, how do you welcome people back and make them feel like, they can have a relationship with God. Yeah. I think that you can. And if you don't, then don't get mad at them for finding their own way to have that relationship. That's good. And so for me, like, I decided to come back because. Well, that actually. Oh, I was,
0: oh. was going to oh. say it. Oh. So, find This is like, we only have time for one more question. Yeah. And this is the final one. This question is why Christianity, like, still. And the mm-hmm. reason why I phrase this question like this. Right? Mm-hmm. It's because I don't know if you guys have listened to the first episode of this and you already know my story how I too was like, God, don't talk to me yeah. for some time. How you gonna
1: tell God that they're talking listen. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> um and then, you know, of course I always proclaim that God saved me purely Mm -hmm. by his love Mm -hmm. like his love truly saved my life Mm -hmm. because what i didn't understand as a child was how much god loved me
1: Mm -mm. none of us
0: and I still don't understand why but that is what overwhelms me in church now. Mm -hmm. The fact that why do you love me so much? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe how much you love me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's overwhelming. Like, it's not anything that I've ever felt on earth before. Like, Mm -hmm. I know it's pure. I know you want the best for me. I know you you know, I am your friend. You're excited when I'm in your presence. All of that is what wells me up Mm -hmm. now. But before, I was like you. Like, oh my god, I'm such a terrible person. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm in church like crying because I think I'm horrible yeah instead Ooh. of God instead of knowing how much God loved mm. me, so for me, that answer is because in my in my walk to find my relationship with Christ, I realized that everything that I thought he was he was the opposite of, mm. like that he loved me, that he forgave me, that you know I was saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, and there is nothing I can do to ever you know like mm. let that go like he it was just the fact that. I knew I had this ultimate rider mm-hmm. that made mm. me be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna ride for you too. Like oh. that, like that's that's why Christianity for me now mm. as an adult. So same for you.
1: I mean, I'm still in a place and this is like me being very transparent. I feel like I I don't want the story to end there. Mm. I think that's why it's still God for me. I don't wanna I don't wanna give up. Because I've been hurt, if that makes sense. It like, does. Because, and like, I will say like I'm at the place where me and God are, are cool. Mm-hmm. Like I like them. Mm-hmm. Like people be like, oh, you don't love God? I'm like I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear enough people say that. Mm-hmm. It's very much I love God or right, I don't. Like there's no middle ground. And right now, I know that I'm. I have just made. I've just felt. I now feel certain that God loves me. Yeah, and that was something I never like. I was never certain on. I was always questioning, like, "Am I doing enough?" Mm. And that's that's the opposite of what, like, that's the whole crux of, like, Jesus dying on the cross. Yeah, because you could never do enough. Exactly, and you could never fall short. Exactly, enough. and I feel like I'm just learning God's disposition towards mm. me. And that his disposition is always to bless me and always to build me. Yeah, to prosper you. Like, and to prosper me. And I feel like we've said those words, we've said those scriptures. We didn't know what it meant. Because we didn't live it. Yeah. And I think that, like, that's another thing. As kids, we take up these big concepts and, and put them into little, like, scripture references mm-hmm. and memorize them. But they don't start getting real till you go through some real stuff. Yeah and i feel like even though like even when i got sick i was mad but like watching god work and watching him like heal was like something where i was like oh so you don't think i'm crap and you actually you really do love and me and it's not so much whether he helped heal me or not he he didn't feel like it, he still loved me but it was just more like the lack, the, the the level of hopelessness that i had at that time i was like on steroids on shots on 12 pills a day like you know face blown up to capacity like just i didn't recognize myself anymore yeah. and like now like that grad, it's been 10 year, 10 years yeah. i think yeah 10 years and like i'm down to one pill a day and like hold on, hold on. <laughs> but what i'll say is this, like watching god like use my sickness To bless others and to like teach people about like accessibility and like equity and like use that like my sickness my illness is like and fueled a passion just like you said earlier where your imperfections are your calling that was how I found my calling Mm -hmm. and what I do now. And if I didn't go through the things I would have went through, like, God, I wouldn't have been able to have compassion for other people. Wow. And to do what I do. Yeah. And so, right now, I'm in a stage where, like, you ask me why Christianity, or I even feel weird saying why Christianity, but why relationship with God, because... He fought for me. Mm. I've never had a man in my life fight for me.
0: Come on, leave the 99. Listen. <laughs> and I
1: am the one. That,
0: period. And every time.
1: <laughs> every time I'm like, God, I'm good. I'm good. God is like, nah, I got you. And like, that. the more I trust him, the more I see where he has me. Amen. And so... Yes, I'm. We're 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 in a relationship right now. Y'all working on it's it. It's new. It's complicated. Like it's you know like we're dating. Yeah. So I'm dating God right now. Yeah,
0: we're doing very well.
1: Um, it's been a couple dates. It's been a couple dates, and things are going swimmingly. I mean, we've had some arguments. We've had some okay. conflict, but we have worked it out. And yeah, so that's how I feel about God. I'm in strong like with God.
0: That I I just love when you say that. Mm-hmm. I love when you say that because. It's not PC, and I it's love not. it. Um, because I know people are gasping, and I tell y'all all the time, y'all might be too good for this, but if you are, you don't need to be listening <laughs> oh, to my podcast. Well, 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 well. Because there is a period when you go from childhood to adulthood in your relationship with Christ where you have to learn to trust him again. And learning to trust somebody is hard. It doesn't It doesn't like it's just difficult mm-hmm. and so when you're building this trust up when things don't necessarily go your way it kind of causes your faith to waver it's not like when you you've you know been doing this for a while and things don't work out and you're like okay you know what god's hands like you can kind of go through it a little easier right now if there's a distrust yeah. Because it's like I went through all this stuff, you like I felt this way about you for years, and now I'm learning all this new stuff, and now I have to put the what I felt before to the side. It's yeah. not one big sweep guys like it's it's hard, and don't feel I'm saying all this to say that in your relationship with Christ, don't feel bad for being in strong like with God, don't feel bad for um. Learning to trust him, don't feel bad for the baby steps because that is all relationship. That is literally how you are building your relationship with Mm -hmm. him because you heard us both say we found out these things that are actually very textbook about God Mm -hmm. when we were adults and not when we were children. Mm -hmm. So we had to relearn a lot of the things that we thought were true. Mm -hmm. And God really had to break down in us what wasn't true. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's just, there are just so many steps. So I say all this to say, to conclude this episode, if you have experienced any form of church hurt, first of all i 'm sorry from the bottom of my heart no, like
1: people don't
0: apologize for that. i you know, the, church is supposed to be a safe place, it's supposed to be where you can go find comfort, where you can go find community if you need a hug. if mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you might go in there, you might be, find somebody to place $200 on your lap because God placed it on your heart. I don't know. Whatever assistance that you need, though, a lot of the times people used to find it in churches that they don't find anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry if you went into a hospital that was for the sick and they and you came out more wounded. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that please don't ever let that distract you. From who God really is. Mm-hmm. Because those people. Although they did not represent him in the light. In which he really is. Did not change the fact that God is still good. Mm-hmm. And God is still him. He's still sovereign. He's still working everything out very good. He still loves you. No matter what they said. That might have been contradictory to that. Let's just also keep in mind. That there's always an enemy. Mm-hmm. That's trying to run you away. From from something that's huge. And that's your purpose. So imagine you being so important. You go in here to get this healing so that you can go and live out your life to the fullest and somebody tried to stop you in your tracks. Is is it the church or is it bigger than that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you were saying earlier, let's also keep in mind that we have. if we form this relationship with Christ and we know who we are in him and how he feels about us, it's going to be real hard for people to come up to us and say, God is so dis—he's displeased with you. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like that. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's crazy because I talk to him all the time, and he told me yeah. to tell you. Like, exactly. it's hard for somebody to tell you something about yourself or your relationship that you already know. Yeah. Whether it's an earthly relationship or or a relationship with God, you know this about your relationship. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Exactly. So make it harder for other people to discourage you. Make it hard, make, make those insecurities smaller by growing your relationship with mm-hmm. them. But also church goers. How about we start acknowledging mm-hmm. where people have been hurt, mm-hmm. where millennials are turning away from the church? Because I've had this message on my heart for a very long time because I'm so sick of people being on the pulpit telling people to just get over it. Yeah. When you are not telling your church members to really practice what you're telling them to go out in the world to do, practice it in your inside of your church. Mm-hmm. If you see somebody that's a young mother, that's gay and homeless and all this other thing, it isn't your job to go up to them and, and quote them scriptures. How about asking, hey, is everything okay? Did you need something for You know your baby Oh my god those shoes are sharp I really like that Hey did you need a place to stay Like did you need some water Did you need to go wash up Anything Mm -hmm. Besides your first Your first if you're if anything Besides your first instinct isn't to be helpful We need to check our own hearts Mm -hmm. We need to check our own hearts Because that might indicate Something is awry in you And not them which again what you said Earlier Mm -hmm. So, anyway, this has been a great episode. Yay. I loved it. I loved it too. Thank you for being my first co-host. I'm really like honored. Like I'm
1: just like, wow, Jay, like wanted <laughs> to talk to me out of everybody. But no, this is I mean, you've been I like I just want to say and I've told you this already that like this calling, this like tugging. I'm so happy that you're answering the call because we need more people like you. I feel like, you know, we have all these great like pastors and um people in ministry like sarah jace roberts she gave me very much that interview <laughs> um but like mike todd like these like especially i'm talking about like black leaders yeah and like it's they're they are changing how we like what we think of when we think about christians and like in not a bad way a good way yeah you know, and, and, oh, like once you see more of it and you're just one more person that people need to see and people need to hear perspectives. so I'm so happy that you're doing it here and I'm so happy to be a part of it and just share a little bit about my walk and how I came back well thank
0: um, you so much for coming thank you for all your kind words and your support I can't wait to have you back
1: yeah
0: all right guys,
1: all right, guys. Mm.
0: All right, you guys. There you have it. Another episode of From Religion to Relationship in the Books. I can't believe I just had my first co-host, Brittany Hardware, on the show. It was a great conversation that we had. I hope that it blessed you. I hope that it healed you. I hope that you learned something. And as always, if this message blessed you in any way, please, please, please pass it along to somebody else because it might help them too. Um, please follow me on social media at From Religion to Relationship. And if you have any questions please email me at from religion, the number two relationship at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to talk to you guys. And until next time.